This is Deanna Gosha with episode three of season two of the Sojourn podcast. We are continuing our wonder series. We can feel alone and disconnected due to the busyness of our lives. At Sojourn, we believe women should not travel alone. We connect with each other through our stories, letting us know we're not alone in our feelings or our circumstances. Join me each week as I teach and tell some stories that help us connect with one another and see God's presence in our midst. If you've ever felt alone or disconnected, this podcast is just for you. I slowly went through the items in the box that had arrived from Kansas. A tin of grandma's buttons, some notes that I had written her through the years, the turquoise party serving dish, the pieces of lace and whatnots, and then a piece of paper floated out of the pile and landed on the ground. I recognized it immediately. I already had a copy of it, given to me by my grandma years ago, tucked into a letter. She had written the story of her father's trip to heaven. The story had made its way to the printing press that the church owned in hundreds, maybe thousands, of copies were made and distributed. It was yellowed with age, published well over 50 years ago. The story was part of family lore that I had grown up with. According to the story, Grandpa Hall, as I called him for the three plus years I knew him, had needed a nitroglycerin tablet. When his daughter grabbed one, he told her it was too late. She placed one under his tongue as he lay in the hospital bed. About that time, his nurse came in and checked his pulse. Grandpa Hull waved to them, and the nurse said, He's waving goodbye. His demeanor changed. He was praising God, and the room changed around them. Both my grandma and the nurse felt the presence of God in the room. The nurse told my grandma that he was gone. After a while, Grandpa Hall came back, disappointed. He told them he had gone to heaven and described how beautiful it was. He had been in the presence of Jesus. Everything was so clear and pretty. But Jesus told him he wanted him to go back as he had more work for him to do. His brother didn't know Jesus and wanted him to help his brother. So here he was, back in the world, reaching out to his daughter just as he had waved goodbye a short time earlier. He would tell the story of his trip to heaven. His brother would turn to God. His daughter would write the story and pass it on to other generations and yellowed tracks with the story would surface from time to time, the language almost foreign to the way we talk about God today, but so very, very real. When I've heard the stories of Jesus raising people from the dead, the widow of Nain's son, Jairus's daughter, and Lazarus, I sometimes thought about my great-grandpa. Lazarus was sick and Jesus was called for. 
Yet, he didn't come right away. By the time he did, Lazarus had died and been buried. For three days buried. On the fourth day, Jesus comes. The Jewish people traditionally believed that up to three days after death, the soul could reappear in the body, which makes sense that Jesus waited until day four. No mistaking that this would be a miracle. When he reached Bethany, he found Mary weeping, Martha taking charge while still deep in grief. The townspeople were joining them in their loud grieving. And when Jesus saw them, he wept. I've always wondered about that. As a little girl, we thought we were so smart that we could memorize a Bible verse so easy. Jesus wept, the shortest verse in the Bible. And yet, it is so profound. Here Jesus knows what was about to happen, and yet, he wept. He took time to make space to be with them in their tears, to join them in their sadness. When I think about this, I have a profound love for Jesus, an awareness of the compassion and the depth of his care for us, to feel this deep empathy for us and to join us in that grief. But then, in the middle of the grieving, he speaks the words, Lazarus, come forth. And out of the tomb, probably a cave with a spot honed out of the stone for him to lie on, comes Lazarus. Burial clothes still wrapped around him, very much alive. Four days in the grave, and yet, with a few words, Jesus breathes life into him. Power over death. Breathing life right into Lazarus with only a few words. We've probably all had someone in our lives that we wish Jesus would have said, go back, it's not your time yet. The people on earth, think they need you a little bit longer. Or maybe someone who Jesus breathes the breath of life right into them and they arise and walk and live. We know the pain of wishing, hoping, yearning for it to be different. And yet, death is not the final word. We don't want to miss that Jesus has conquered death for all of us, that he breathes life into us spiritually, that when we turn to him and leave our old life behind, when we believe in him and turn toward him, he breathes spiritual life right into us. Once dead in sin, now alive in Christ. Jesus said, I came to give you life, abundant life. And he does that again and again and again. When we are weary and call out to him, he breathes into us enough to go another day. When we are betrayed and rejected, he breathes into us his love. When we are helpless, he breathes into us his power. 
Every day, he continues to breathe life into us. And in turn, we breathe life into others, not by our own power, but by reflecting his love, his light, his compassion. This morning, as I read through my emails, I read a story by Sean Dietrich. His stories land in my inbox every morning. And to be honest, sometimes I don't read them. I don't always have time to cry. But this morning I did. A woman in Minnesota, lonely, homebound by the pandemic, spouse lost before COVID was even a thing. Even though physically breathing, life was draining out of her. Until one day, she finds a dog curling up by her door. She brings him in and does all the things she knows. Warmth, blankets, food, water, love. Even takes to reading to the dog, just like she used to do to her own children. But nothing. He continues to get worse. A call to the vet confirms her fears. The dog won't make it. But then, one morning, she hears something and goes to the laundry room where he's been. And she finds his tail is hitting the washing machine. He is up. He is full of life. She calls it a miracle. And I wonder if God saved that little dog so she could be saved from her loneliness. I wonder if God breathed life back into that dog so life could be breathed into that woman. I wonder. Let's watch for the ways that Jesus is breathing life into us and into others. Let's watch for ways we can join Jesus by reflecting his love and his compassion to others to breathing life into one another. Thank you for joining us for the Sojourn podcast today. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Sojourn Women. And please tell someone else you know about our podcast.